Welcome to the I Am Podcast. My name is Carl Weaver, and I am the website content manager at I Am. If you have any suggestions for the I Am Podcast, you can email me at carl.weaver at iamovers.org. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. We want to hear from you. You can leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash iamovers slash message. I will also put the link in the show notes so you can click on it right there. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Carl, and I'm joined again by Brian Lepropoulos, who is IAM's Vice President. How are you doing today, Brian? I'm doing well, Carl. Happy to be back on the podcast with you to talk about uh, what's going on in our crazy industry and and really give some love to our scholarship fund, help to maybe uh, drum up some new applications for that uh, amazing scholarship fund. So happy to be on the podcast today. Great. Glad you're back. Um, I, I don't know what you did to get punished and not be on the podcast for a few weeks, but I'm glad that's worked itself out. You know, Carl, sometimes you just got to you got to uh, make sure I, I stay in line and, and, and sometimes you got to do what you got to do. So I, I, I understand your decision, uh, but I nonetheless am very happy to be back. Uh, I'm glad you're back, Brian. So let's look at the portal here. Um, and what we definitely need to talk about that scholarship. Uh, preview to the scholarship for those of y'all listening, $5,000 US dollars. It could be yours, but onto the e-portal. Um, did you see the story about the Suez Canal incident? I have not. Can you tell me more about it, Carl? Well, it's funny. This uh, this uh, ship uh, got caught crosswise in the Suez Canal. This is the Suez Canal is 160 years old, something like that. And apparently, this is the first time that that's happened because now we've got these giant container ships. You know, and I don't remember the class of ship, but it's like 20,000 containers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it was it was jammed up for a while. Uh, some people estimated that. $9 billion a day in commerce was lost. That's crazy. And it just shows, I mean, it just shows kind of how important places, these choke points like the Suez Canal, the Malacca Straits, uh, or the Strait of Malacca by Singapore, the South China Sea, the Panama Canal. You have a disruption in these places and it's just, it's a huge choke point that really cuts off the world from you know, critical goods and services. So huge, huge news. And um, it just makes an already bad situation worse. Um, We've talked a lot at IAM over the last few months about this supply chain crisis. And then you topple this thing in. You know, Carl, that's that's a great statistic, $9 billion a day. you throw that into the mix, and it's just it just cascade. It, it's just another thing that uh, is making this crisis worse. Um, so we're happy, I think, to see that this uh, the Evergreen ship, the Ever Given, was dislodged and moved on. Um, Carl, I think you had posted a, a news article this week about, or just yesterday, I think, about the. Uh, the ship owner or Evergreen putting it into, you know, kind of using general average on some of the loss and damage for that. Yeah, that's correct. They're they're looking at that. I don't know, if, I don't know how you do that 
you know, do, you know, do you need, do you just declare it and it's done or what? But yeah, they're looking at doing that. Make everything more expensive. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, hopefully, you know, all <clears throat> any of our members have containers on that ship. You know, this is just another reason why you carry insurance. Um, you know, that extra transit insurance uh, on your 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 customers' goods, and and make sure that they do purchase that uh, that extra insurance. So. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll keep tracking that. Hopefully the situation starts to stabilize, but I think this is yet another opportunity for IAM to highlight the resources that we're making available for our members uh, as a trusted third party to go back to your customers. So for this global supply chain crisis, we've created this white paper uh, that you can share with your customer. We also, uh, this past month, we produced a video uh, which we presented to the Bay Area Mobility Management virtual conference this week. Let me try and say that again. The Bay Area Mobility Management virtual conference. Bam, bam. bam. And, uh, yeah, we had some we had some member volunteers uh, from around the world. Jason Will from uh, Asian Tigers, uh, Phil Wells from the JK uh, from JK Moving, Tony Tickner from the Eurogroup, Veba Bambakel. Uh, from Vorman and um, Brian Vickers, our external government affairs person, weigh in on that video. So that, both of those resources really provide a lot of depth uh, for what's going on around the world. And not just for your business, but also as, as a person trying to buy goods and services from a store, you know, why inventories might be low, why prices might be jumping up. So it kind of gives you that really good industry specific insight. Yeah. My my last thought on this, Brian, uh, and, and this is just speaking of the Suez Canal, what yeah. happened there. It wasn't an act of terrorism. It wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't some malfeasance, although, well, I don't want to get into that too much. Apparently they're, they're looking at like what happened on board the ship, but really what caused the problem was wind. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got all this great technology, uh, you know, the, uh, you, you can set the computers to practically steer the ships nowadays, and it can be overdone by wind. Um, just a kind of spooky, weird stuff going on. Mother, Mother Earth's vengeance against us? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, look at Mother Earth gave us a biological anomaly to throw us off for the last year. I don't know if that, if there was intention there, but... Uh, yeah, I, mean, I think there there is a lesson there. Uh, you know, I think it's probably above both of our pay grades, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, for all the technology we have, and I think you you really highlighted it in the e-portal, for all the technology we have, we are still subject to larger forces that we cannot control. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, and that's why it's probably a bad thing to have a single point of failure uh, where things can really get stuck, so. Um, we'll continue to monitor these things, but Carl's putting out some great content around all the maritime accidents that are occurring throughout the world on our social media channels, and we'll continue to track all these efforts. We do not know when these supply chain disruptions are going to um, kind of resolve themselves. I, you know, just there's a bit of stream of consciousness coming here, but I think for our members around the world, one other thing that we've been hearing a lot lately, Carl, is 
the jump up in pricing of kind of commodities that they need to do their business. Things like lumber, things like cardboard. Prices are going up as well as the availability of those products is going down. So the supply and demand economic conditions are impacting even small inputs like that, but they're small but critical inputs into our members' businesses. Yeah, that's that's a good point there. And I, I've heard some analysis that um, one part of the cardboard anyway, that issue is that uh, you know people at least here in the U.S. have been ordering stuff online for probably like. 20 times as much as, as they did two years ago, you know, and, and when Amazon, you order three things from Amazon from three different warehouses, you get three different boxes, you know, it's sort of stupid. You know, you, you make one order and you get three boxes and then some people just throw them away and some people hoard them, you know, instead of recycling and even the recycling, you put it in that re recycling stream, it takes forever. Yeah. Well, yeah. I will not implicate my wife in this whole, uh, <laughs> that whole, uh, trend right there because she is I guess I am she's a part of it <laughs> yeah. Lino we're talking about you so uh let, let's move on to the next thing deadlines pass so we'll, we'll move over this pretty quick but hall of honor uh we just we've gotten some incredible nominations in for the hall of honor the deadline was yesterday by the time we're recording this April 1. So we're going to be looking forward to uh, sharing those nominations with our selection committee, uh, IAM Hall of Honor Selection Committee, and hopefully uh, advising the industry and uh, maybe on this podcast, maybe we'll have the announcement on the podcast, Carl. I think we should. Yeah, the special HOH announcement. Uh, and that'll probably come in mid-June is typically when we announce that. So maybe, yeah, we got to fight to get the real real juicy news on the podcast going forward. Yeah, and it, like Brian said, it's too late to nominate anyone for this year, but this is a great time to start thinking about who in the industry, and uh, that could be in your company, a different company, it could be I am member or not, but who in the industry has elevated it and made a huge difference, uh, whether to you personally or to, you know, especially the industry. Uh, so think about that, and we want to hear. We want to get your nomination next year. Uh, I'm sorry, did I cut you off, Brian? No, I, I was just agreeing with you, Carl. I, I thought you made such a, a good point that I just said absolutely, and uh, yeah, I, I was just kind of uh, giving you giving you a shout out there. So uh, I, I think we've covered the HOH. Uh, let's talk about the scholarship fund right now because that is the next big deadline on. You know, from an internal IAM perspective, we have a deadline of May 1st. And I, you know, I would be remiss if I did not highlight that Carl is uh, a former winner of the Allen F. Law Center Scholarship Fund. So at, at a point, I don't remember when, Carl, you can tell me the year, Carl won the Allen F. Law Center Scholarship, which provided him with 5,000 U.S. dollars towards his education at an accredited university, college, or trade school. Carl, can you kind of tell us about your experience with the scholarship fund? Sure, yeah. The, um, I, I, it opens up, the, the uh, form opens up to, uh, to apply, I think, January 1st, early January, something like that. So shortly after that opened up, this is 2017, I uh, made the application. It took about, I don't know, I think I needed to have my, my grades, uh, my, my transcript available. 
And that was, as I recall, the only thing that I had to bring with me to that form. And it was a, it's a quick form to fill out. Uh, you fill it out. In my case, I ended up winning, thank goodness. And it provided me $5,000 American dollars uh, to help with whatever school expenses I had, books, um, you know, tuition. Uh, it was an online class, so I didn't have to you know, use tires or gas or anything to get there. But it was immensely helpful. I mean, when you think about what $5,000 does for you, you know, and I was in a, a very low, uh, low cost graduate program, you know, but still $5,000 is a lot of money. And, and it's open-ended, like, like you said, Carl, like it, it does not have to be directly applied to the tuition. You can utilize it to purchase books. You can utilize it to help defray any other costs associated with your education. I do want to I do want to highlight a few requirements so people don't fill it out and get rejected because uh, you know we didn't highlight those requirements. So you have to be using this degree in um, your education in the moving business essentially, and we define that very liberally. Um, essentially, you know you can get a degree in supply chain and logistics, which is directly applicable, but it's broad enough so that if you're going for a, a, a business degree, an MBA, or some form of IT degree um, in information technology, we, if we, and I shouldn't say we, if the scholarship fund board of directors believes that the applicant will utilize that education um, to further their career in the moving business, then that is really the key criteria. Uh, if there can be a a logical kind of application for that education for our business. So if you're doing anything, um, supply chain, logistics, IT, business, uh, along those fronts, you would be eligible. And then the other criteria is, do you work for an IAM member? Are you a dependent of an employee of an IAM member? Or if you do not qualify under those two uh, for those two criteria, you can also apply to become a student member of the association. And uh, joining as a student member of the association is very simple. You fill out an application and you uh, make a one-time payment of 25 US dollars. So to gain access to a potential windfall of $5,000, that's a very small investment to me. So uh, yeah, I, I think May 1st, Go to our website, fill out the application. If you yourself are not taking any classes, spread the word. Let people know that this resource is out there and uh, feel free to get in touch with us and reach out to Carl, a former uh, scholarship winner. Yeah, and, and something nice, you know, we're talking about $5,000 and you get it, uh, but it came and it comes in the form of a check. So like when I got it, Terry had walked it down to my office and shook my hand and gave it to me. Uh, what that means is it didn't go to the bursar of the university. You know, so it doesn't go into that account and then get refunded to IEM when you don't use it all. It's, it's essentially a cash payment. Yeah. So very, very worthwhile. Definitely apply for that if you might be uh, eligible. Where are we going next, Brian? We, well, we're seeing some disruptions at the Port of Montreal. We're thankful for our friends in Canada. I know we've heard from uh, 
our regional representative up there, Arthur Drury, as well as uh, Nancy Irvine with the Canadian Association of Movers, letting us know uh, what's going on at the Port of Montreal where there's an ongoing labor dispute. Uh, you can read more about that in the e-portal, but it does seem like shippers are starting to uh, alter their plans for shipments into Canada based on this. So you're seeing a corresponding drop in the shipping volumes moving through that port. So I think um, we'll, we'll just have to kind of monitor that situation, but it, you know, looking at it, it does seem like uh, things are a bit tense there after a seven month truce was uh, ended on March 20th. So we'll just have to keep monitoring that situation. Definitely, yes. Uh, we've got a new portal uh, episode coming, not episode, issue of portal that is the magazine. Uh, for those of y'all who haven't noticed, it's all online now. So mm -hmm. if you're wondering, where's my portal magazine that I used to look at in my hands? It's now on your phone and on your computer and tablet. So you can go to portal.iamovers.org and find it there. But more immediately, um, we've got a, a new uh, issue coming out. It's a focus on technology in the movie industry. So we'll... Kohutik wants your stories. We want to hear from you. We want to hear what you have to say. How are you? Uh, you know, maybe you're a, a software producer. Maybe you're someone who's really adopted uh, you know, technology. You know, I think they, they want to hear from all sorts of different uh, issues there. Uh, people at different sides of the issue that is. Yeah, and I think the industry is at a crossroads right now where um, those companies who have really invested in technology are really starting to see uh, those productivity gains year over year. And we want to hear from, like Carl said, those providers, but also those companies who maybe have in-house systems and are really focused on expanding how they service their customers through this investment. So yeah, open invitation. As always, with the portal, we want to hear your stories, and I'll just reiterate the uh, deadline, April 15th. So get us your stories, please. And I'm going to jump in on the next one, which is something I'm really excited about, which is um, our IAM Young Professionals group uh, are going to host a interview with industry leader Chuck Kuhn from uh, JK Moving Services, and it's going to be on Ben Cross's Love and Reload show next Wednesday, April 7th at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, so the YPs are looking at how they can lead the industry and encourage more sustainability through, uh, through education and through their, I, I guess, leadership. I already said it, but they want to highlight some of the things that innovative and uh, visionary leaders are doing and help to just bring awareness to that. And Chuck has been doing things on a sustainability and innovative uh, platform for the past several years in terms of uh, buying electric trucks, in terms of uh, setting up a sustainable farm in the Washington DC metro area. So we're really excited about this conversation happening next week, uh, Wednesday, April 7th at 2 p.m. Yeah, sure to be a very interesting talk. Uh, and like you're saying, Chuck Coons a sort of a dynamic guy doing a lot of different stuff and a lot of 
important good stuff. Yeah, he's one of those people who I'm like, I when does when does this person sleep? Uh, I, I they must be uh, master delegators because the, the amount of things that they have their hands in, it's it's uh, it's really impressive uh, how they can juggle so many things and do so many of those things well. So yeah, I think uh, I'll be tuning in trying to glean some insights. Oh, definitely, yeah. Uh, so recently, Brian, the uh, U.S. DAB Group uh, met at the Dispatchers Convention down in Austin. And the DAB Group, I'm sure you have heard of them, Brian, but listeners, if you have not, this is a group of U.S. domestic asset-based movers. That's what DAB stands for, is domestic asset-based. What that means is that they own a, uh, they have a warehouse and a truck, and they do moving stuff. They do running moving business. Uh, so you may be thinking, hey, that's that's me. That's the company I run. I, mm -hmm. I should be part of that. And I agree, you should. You can contact IM's membership team um, at membership at iammovers.org and they can help you do that. But the thing of really uh, of real import for this particular meeting at you know when they got together at dispatchers is that was a, their first meeting. Um, I mean, I think most of them or all of them probably know each other, but that was the first US DAB uh, group in-person meeting because we've had the coronavirus and everything keeping us locked down for so long. So even though we've been, we've had this group for nearly a year, first time they were able to get together in person. So that was, I think a huge jump there. Well, I'll just add there. It's, I think it's our first industry conference, in-person industry conference since uh, LACMA's conference was interrupted midway through in Paraguay. And so I think, you know, we're an association. We, you know, our, you know, our conference is such an important part of our, our relationship with our members. And to see that conferences may be coming back, that's such an encouraging development. Uh, so yes, uh, it, it may, uh, you know, I, I think uh, we're just hoping that there's no sort of infections that come out of that, but we are cautiously optimistic that dispatchers has proved that uh, uh, in-person conferences can, can start happening again, but obviously with the right precautions in place. Right. Yeah, and those precautions, so we're obviously uh, talking about meetings here. We're going to talk later, uh, probably not this episode, but later on about uh, how the how our meeting is shaping up in October, the IAM Annual Meeting and Expo. And it's happening. Yeah, oh, absolutely, it's happening. It's gonna be in person. There will be online options again, for those of you who either, who either don't wanna make the trip or can't make the trip. Absolutely. But we're, we've got a whole safety pledge that we're working on and, and plans you know, to, to meet in person and do it safely. So we hope that you get excited about that and uh, you know, we'll keep watching for more information. Yep. So I put out something in here, Brian, about the uh, I Am Country Guides. And those are uh, custom you know, web pages on our site that provide customs information for more than 170 different countries around the world. And what we need members help with is keeping it current. And so let's say you live in Iceland, for example. You probably know something about how to import and export in Iceland. Uh, go look at the Iceland page and see if we're, we're getting it right. Because uh, you know, 
there's a chance that we have something wrong on there possibly, but more often than not, it's that you know we get the laws right on the page, but then laws change. Yeah. You know, uh, so we need your help keeping it updated. You know, or if you're in Djibouti, you know, maybe you could tell us about you know what are the regulations there. We need your help with that. And there is a helpful link there to contact me if you have any change. So uh, if you do have a change, uh, please uh, contact me uh, and, and let me know at brianl at iamovers.org. Yes. Uh, Jamila Kenny was recently promoted. She's now the Deputy Director of Finance and Administration. So we extend uh, a congratulatory uh, uh, round of applause to her virtually. So congratulations, Miss uh, Jamila, on your preferment. Yeah, and Carl taught me a new word uh, in this. I, I I didn't realize what preferment meant. So thank you. A tip of the cap to Carl for uh, teaching me a new word uh, in this this whole conversation. But uh, in all seriousness, uh, hats off to Jamila, and we're looking forward to kind of her taking on more responsibility and a greater leadership role within IAM through this new preferment and uh, helping us to uh, make even uh, make our value proposition and value to the members even that much better. Exactly. Uh, the Rising Star Awards. The I, the uh, Young Professionals Group recently instituted a new award. It's called the Rising Star Award. It's going to be used to recognize a, a YP member who embodies the mission of the young professionals community. And uh, nominations are gonna open on May 3rd. Uh, I don't have a closing date here for the, for the uh, nominations. It is August 1st. August 1st? Yeah. I suspect that it's probably something that's gonna come out at the uh, annual meeting as well. Correct, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and really the, the purpose of this is just to really highlight an individual who has made an outstanding commitment to either professional development, networking, uh, or philanthropic activities uh, in our industry. So a, a young professional who kind of checks those boxes, that's who we kind of want to hear, hear about and, and hopefully recognize with this award. And if you have employees in your company who are under 40 years old, they qualify to become young professionals members. And again, you can contact our membership team about that. Uh, the YP group does have a lot of fun, but they do a lot of business together too. It's a very, uh, very well gelled group. Yeah, it's definitely one of our best, probably our biggest successes at the association is the YPs. And just, you know, I look at our board of directors right now and almost probably 50, 60% of our board, board of directors at one time was on our YP management board or was a YP member. And, and really, you know, with these young professional groups, that's, that's really what you're trying to do is engage um, the younger generation, get them involved, give them leadership opportunities, and hopefully they will be the next group of leaders for your, for your association and industry. So, um, you can see with this ePortal, we're talking about the Rising Star Award, we're talking about the interview with Chuck Kuhn uh, and their focus on sustainability. They, they do have a lot of fun and God knows I've had a lot of fun with our YP group, but Carl's right. There is a lot of business being done with them and they are leading forward important conversations. Exactly. 
Yeah, I, I uh, sometimes look at the uh, the YP Facebook page, and it's always always something like, uh, who has a, del a delivery agent in wherever you know, insert country there, and it's probably been mentioned. Um, yeah, so they're it's not only a, a fun group; it, they're doing real business, and it's it's an important group for you to tap into if you can uh, with your employees. Let's rattle, let's rattle off these next two pretty quick because they're standard elements of every e-portal. But Carl, we got 23 new companies joining IAM on April 1st. It's incredible. Great. You love know, these members. I'm sorry? I love these new members. And I think what, what really stands out to me, if you look at the map in the e-portal, is just the amount of companies joining from Africa. And I think largely we we have to thank our friends at move one uh because they've made a huge uh investment in bringing in a lot of their new offices in sub-saharan africa into the association so i want to highlight uh you know move one and their companies joining the membership but there's a lot of great companies joining the association we encourage you to look through uh, the map that we have and the list that we publish on the ePortal and on the website. Definitely. Yeah, great resource. Uh, go check out who your newest colleagues are in IEM. And we also have the alleged debtor list. We publish this all the time. So we mention this every two weeks when we put out the uh, ePortal, but it, it gets updated uh, more frequently than that. So that's something you really want to keep your eye on and uh, make sure that the companies you're doing business with are safe companies to do business with. Yeah, it's such a powerful resource. Um, you know, if you're looking to trade with a fellow member, I highly encourage just having somebody on staff keep tabs on it and make sure that um, one of your trading partners or one of your prospective trading partners is not on that list because I think that is a key uh, determination point for who you want to trade with and extend credit with. Exactly. So let's get to the news because we got a big piece of news here, and that is Sudif acquired Daryl Flood this week, uh, which huge to uh, Sudif is is you know one of our biggest members at the association, and Daryl Flood's not far off. So uh, this is just yet another example of consolidation in the moving business, and. Uh, Obviously, this creates a, a much bigger entity. Uh, they're both uh, agents of United Van Line. So I think there's a lot of uh, synergy there that they'll realize. But, uh, you know, it's just been discussed a lot, just more and more consolidation. And I don't think it's going to change. I think there's going to be more consolidation coming down the road, Carl. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I've seen the same thing in red. Uh, similar predictions. Well, I was listening to uh, uh, Feedy's, uh, Feedy had an online seminar yesterday and Yan Blandy from Santa Fe, he made a big point of saying that our industry is under consolidated uh, and really emphasized that point. And so um, this is not me saying it, it's somebody, you know, the CEO of Santa Fe, who's really harping on this point and I, there was largely agreement from the panelists on, on that Feedy seminar as well. So we'll keep keep monitoring that situation. Obviously, if there's more mergers and acquisitions, they'll make it into the pages of the portal and the e-portal. Oh yeah, where everyone should get their hard news. 
This is this is the hardest of hard dues, Carl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one other thing that I want to highlight from just a general news. I, I mean, we have some great, uh, we have some member news. Matt Kaler promoted uh, the director of client services at Hildro. Congrats, Matt. Damien, and I'm going to uh, completely butcher this. Carl, if you're, uh, I think it's German is better than mine. I, I think it's Damien Ebischer. I always said Abisher, but I'm not sure. So, Damien, um, please contact us to tell us exactly how we butchered your name, but we do want to extend our congratulations for becoming a shareholder at Pack and Packs uh, in Switzerland. And a former colleague of mine, Juan Herrera, uh, has returned to JK Moving Services. Uh, so I'll have to pick up the phone and give uh, Juan a call, but Juan and I worked uh, together uh, over a decade ago now, wow, um, at, a, at a moving company called Security. So congrats, Juan, on uh, returning back to JK Moving. Uh, there is one piece of industry news, Carl, that did not make it into this ePortal that I think we should highlight, and that is uh, here in the United States, the uh, Biden administration has recently let the H-2B visa ban uh, lapse. Um, Carl, any, your thoughts on that? Any insight? Well, this is one of the uh, Trump era uh, rulings that his administration did. And what I, my understanding is that they, they didn't, the Biden administration didn't strike it down. They just didn't renew it. Yeah. It's my understanding of how this worked. Uh, but it should allow for uh, more seasonal workers. The, v, the H2B visa has to do with uh, seasonal workers is my understanding. So, you know, hopefully that'll help, uh, you know, for those American companies that hire seasonal workers from overseas, that should help. Uh, and, you know, the H2B visas are the same ones uh, used by not just the moving industry, but, you know, anytime you see seasonal workers from other, uh, you know, other countries. So I think it's a, you know, I don't know if we're going to feel anything this year for it, but I think overall, it's a positive move. Yeah, I think those are excellent points. You know, our, our members do rely on seasonal workers. Uh, but as you said, Carl, with, with COVID-19 right now, uh, we don't know to what extent our members can avail themselves of that seasonal work. I think you're right. You know, it's more a 2022 uh, application for this. And it's just going to be interesting uh, just we'll continuing continue to monitor all the immigration aspects of the Biden administration as they come forward because they do have a huge impact on our industry whether it's in this case from a labor perspective or from uh, you know our our corporate mobility friends who are you know trying to hire talent from outside the US and, and get them set, you know into the US get their goods into the US so We'll continue to monitor those things, but we wanted to pass along that information uh, to those who uh, rely on that seasonal labor. Wow. <laughs> we got through a lot there, Brian. We covered a lot, Carl. I, I mean, there is a lot going on, uh, but it's been, it's been really nice talking to you today about these things. And uh, again, what, what is our constant refrain? We wanna hear from our members. We wanna, you know, what do you guys want to hear about? Who do you want to hear from? 
do you want to be on the podcast? You know, that's we, a great question. You know, we, we're trying to get more members on the podcast. We've had a number of them. Yeah. Uh, and it's been really good. Um, but we also want to hear from you, whoever you are listening at home or work or in your travels, whatever you're doing. Yeah, we want to hear uh, from you. So if you want to be on the podcast, just let us know. You can contact me. My name's Carl Weaver. My email is carl.weaver at iamovers.org. So, and if you if there's someone else that you, you know, you maybe you don't want to be on the podcast, but you want to hear about a certain topic, you know, we can arrange for that too. Yeah. Well, Carl, thank you for allowing me to come back onto the podcast. It your, was, your punishment's over, young man. It was a true pleasure. So thank you. Thank you, Brian. And I uh, hope you have a good weekend. Same to you. Bye. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. Thank you for listening to the IAM podcast. If there's ever anything you need from IAM, you can contact us at membership at iamovers.org or contact us by going to the contact us page on the IAM website at iamovers.org. Thank you for joining us and we will talk to you next time.